What's up, everybody? It's the Alex Leak and Friends NBA Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Leak. We got Aaron on the show. What's up, Aaron? Welcome back. What's up, dude? It's been a minute. Um, yeah, I'm just over here, just being healthy. <laughs> trying not to be sick. I'm drinking green tea and eating a salad. There you go. Yeah, talking NBA again. That'll be cool. Brett, thanks for coming on. Good to have you back on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to talk uh, about the Pistons here back in the old days. Yeah, this is the 2004 NBA Finals Game 2. What's a good name for it? Like the rewatch or like, Aaron, what what do you guys think is a good name for it? I don't know. We'll think of it Uh, later, but... The rewind, the there rewind. you go. I like that. Yeah. I don't want to. Re- I don't want to copy podcasts. the ringers rewatchable. So we'll do rewind. Yeah. And, and Brad and I like I like because we're both Pistons fans here. I like how Alex picks the one game the Pistons lose. <laughs> I know. I thought about that. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> really? Hey, you guys I get mean, the. It was- you guys get the best of, best of both worlds here because we get to talk about the championship Pistons, the 2004 Pistons, and we get to do a little homage to Kobe too, which I think is appropriate, and he goes off in this True. game. So. True, and also I think this is just a mean ploy for Alex to rub that in our face. It's just like a really long game. No, it's just he, people have been talking shit like... Like you gotta, you gotta remember Kobe in a good light, and people are trying to act like Kobe's not, you know, a top, at least top ten player all time. So yeah, we could have done that on a different game, though. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this is the one I wanted to do. I was excited about this one. Yeah, exactly. Game five, and we could also Kobe played great, but title. I don't yeah. think Kobe, Kobe yeah. didn't play as well in Detroit at the Palace, from what I recall. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't um, think so. So, game two, Pistons at Lakers with Al Michaels and Doc Rivers on the call. That was an interesting yeah. duo. I'm sure you guys enjoyed the Doc Rivers. Yeah, it was it was interesting, man. I kind of forgot because that was his last year uh, calling games. Uh, then he went to Boston the next year. Yeah. And... And that was great. And then, you know, just gave the Pistons hell for a long, long time. And he's been coaching <laughs> since, and you forget he was actually pretty good at it. Uh, did you like Doc Rivers, Brett? Yeah, I mean, I think it's best that he went to Boston, but... Yeah. You know, it's like, but, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind what I was... Uh, what was coming across from him, so... Yeah. Yeah, he seemed pretty good. I liked what he had to say. And Al Michaels is always the shit at whatever he does. So. Right. Um, right. So, His voice was a little less raspy, I was noticing. It took me a second to like realize that was Doc Rivers. Yeah. But, <laughs> all that yelling okay. in Boston and L.A. has gotten to him. Yeah, I can't speak anymore. He needs <laughs> some of that tea. So, right. yeah. <laughs> all right. If you guys want to, let's take a trip back to 2004 real quick. I mean... The Detroit Pistons, your guys' team, hadn't won a championship since 1990, I believe, and was trying to get a win. Um, Going into a series against the heavily favored Lakers with Gary Payton, Kobe Bryant, Carl Malone, Shaq, head coach Phil Jackson, 
Aaron, let me get your first thoughts. Do you remember this series, and what were you thinking? Did you think the Pistons had a legitimate shot at beating these Lakers who had already three-peated, and then you add Gary Payton and Carl Malone? Oh, no, not at all. And, I mean, there was a thing. We knew Detroit was good, but at that time, I mean, it, yeah, Kobe was coming into his own, but, I mean, it was the NBA was the Shaq show, basically. Mm-hmm. It was Shaquille O'Neal was on the team. He was the most dominant guy in the league. And and you had, they had Phil Jackson, and especially then they got Carl Malone, Gary Payton kind of in their twilight of their career. But yeah. I, I was just glad we had a, a, you know, a good team, and we were like, we had a name for ourselves. We were just kind of the, the defensive champions of the league in a way. I was like, okay, let's see if we can pull one or two. We won game one. It was awesome. But it's still in the back of your head, you're like, Okay, here come the Lakers are going to come in. They're going to right their wrongs, and at least we won a game. That's a, such a strong statement, though, to do that in Game One in the Staples Center in LA. Yeah. They had to be thinking they were going to go up two zero, and so to lose Game One, that's a real like reality check. Brett, what did you think? Uh, if you you know can remember this time in this this series, did you? I mean. Did you have confidence in the Pistons going into this? And the defense, I mean, that's one of the best defensive teams of all time. Did you, I mean, that was, that had to be part of it. Yeah, they, I mean, I, it's, I was, I don't know, what was I? I was like 12, uh-huh. so I don't remember a whole lot. Uh, but I do I do remember this team, like, just loving to watch this team because of that defense. Like, I, I do remember, like, the, this team, uh, you know, Ben Wallace, watching him just protect the rim and, and Hamilton, the way that he comes off screens and can score in many ways, um, you know, Billups being the floor general, um, that team played together, you know, and they, they played team basketball. Um, and defensively, you're right, you know, they were, you know, they played great perimeter defense. Uh, and with Prince, you know, being lengthy, he could guard a lot more of the versatile players and then had, you know, the Wallaces down low protecting the paint, um, you know, but it was the Lakers. They had just won three in a row. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, well, then they lost, I think they won, what, 2001, 02, and then lost. Yeah, Spurs won, Spurs won in 03, and then the Lakers are back in it in 04. Yeah, and, you know, so it was, you know, it was domination by, it was a, you know, dynasty in that team, and the Pistons were projected to get swept. But you know, I defensively, if they were able to, you know, hold against them, then uh, I, they had a shot. But I, you know, really, it, it was just hoping it, but being, I guess, a realist at the same time yeah. of the situation. And the biggest key to me was Ben Wallace going up against Shaq. And could Ben Wallace slow down Shaq at least a little bit? And then Aaron, like, okay, so a lot of the argument when talking about the greatest teams and the greatest players of all time is done on paper, if you think about it. You look at this Lakers-Pistons game, on paper the Lakers should be favored, and pretty heavily. Uh, There's only one all-star on this Pistons lineup, and that's Ben Wallace. None of the other guys made it yet. Um... Right. So well, Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed uh, Wallace was definitely an all-star. He wasn't point. that year. Okay. 
So okay. I'm so that year. So hear me out here. When kids are, you know, a little bit, the next generation comes up and they want to talk about how did this Lakers team lose to this Pistons team and they haven't watched it and they're just going off looking at paper and being like, that's such a bad loss for Kobe and Shaq. How are you going to remind them that this Pistons team wasn't a bad team? Like, what about this team do you remember, like, carried them and what made them so good? He'd be like right. second to Reggie Miller and Ray Allen in that regard. Like that skilled at running off picks and running, running the defender like tired throughout the game. Right, and right. I remember through some of those years he had, he wouldn't take many of them, but he had one of the best three point percentage. Yeah. Uh, he was shooting like 52, 53, wouldn't shoot many, but he made him his mid range. He should have shot more. Right. Uh, yeah, he definitely should. So, but so what I remember. So what I remember from these Pistons, I mean, elite defense, like all-time defense, and it starts with Ben Wallace, and then you've got Chauncey, Rip, and Tayshon are so, like, long and quick-footed and for their position, they can really, like, switch everything. And I think that's what makes a lot of good defense, is that's what, like, the 90s Bulls would have it Ron Harper, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. These Pistons, Chauncey, Rip, and Tayshon. Tayshon's like, what, like... How tall is Tayshon? He's got like a seven foot wingspan almost, right? Yes, I think he had like a seven two wingspan. He's six nine. Yeah. Um, and there's man, and it says some sites it says he weighs two hundred and twelve pounds. I remember in this game them saying he wore a one ninety. <laughs> but I I got lucky enough back in the day to uh, 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 be sidelined for a game just because I was helping. I was working with a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, down there, and you would see him walk by. I, I mean, man, maybe soaking wet. That was one of the skinniest human beings I've ever seen. <laughs> but, he was a, but he was like a great defender, and that length really helped. That's what made those teams. And then offensively, it was team chemistry, and you can't discount the best part of this team was Hall of Fame head coach Larry Brown. Like, really bringing the team together, had team chemistry maxed out. Chauncey would like step up, you know, Mr. Big Shot. He would always step up hitting the big shots, leading the team, would be named finals MVP this year. Rip running off screens. And Rashid was underrated. Rashid was a huge addition to that team to put him over the top. Um, Brett, I mean, what about offensively? That team was pretty special offensively, and they don't get talked about in that way. Yeah, they had chemistry for sure, both defensively and offensively, but. Um... They, 
they just trusted each other. You know, they they did what they had to do to beat teams, and running the floor against the Lakers and getting you know converting on those open you know advantage uh, full court uh, breaks was something that the Pistons did. They attacked the rim mm-hmm. a lot. So um, offensively, you know, they just knew what they had to do, and they trusted you know somebody. They would set screens for each other, like you know, like we just talked about with Hamilton, you know, getting them open. It didn't matter. Sometimes they'd be setting double, you know, ten screens on one possession, just for Hamilton to get open and get a shot. So, you know, they they worked well, uh, knew what they had to do. It didn't matter who, you know, shined or or who got the glory, as long as that W was up there at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and I mean, that was part of it, because I think the Lakers were just caught, you could see sometimes they were just caught so off guard by, by, you know, who's getting the ball, who's cutting, Mm -hmm. who's coming out from where, I mean, Ben Wallace down low gave just tons and tons of trouble, Uh, offensive rebounds, Tayshaun kicking it back out, I mean, you really didn't know, I mean, who could step up from that team, I, I just don't even think... I'm sure Phil Jackson did, but I don't think everybody else maybe did their research on what this team was. Yeah, they felt yeah. They, they could have been caught off guard, felt like that would be an easier series, and weren't as ready. So, let's get into this series. The Pistons jump out to a 1-0 lead, win game one handedly by 12 points. So, kind of make a statement right off the bat. Coming into game two, I'm calling this... And I think the players and coaches were aware of this too. This is pretty much a must-win game for the Lakers, the favorite, oh, yeah. the home yes. team, and in NBA history, uh, the home team has never lost the first two games of a series at home and come back to win a finals. And so, to be down 0-1, you don't want to go down 0-2 heading to the Palace. So this is a big game for the Lakers, and. It's- Especially the fact that it was two three two series then. Yes, that's a big factor. You got to win. I mean, you want to win two. So being down one yeah. zero was already your, costly. You got to protect your court. You know. Yeah, it's it's almost more of a disadvantage for that top seed that two three two because you split and you might not come home if you lose all three, just like the Lakers did. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Let's look at the starting fives for both teams. I mean, you got Chauncey, Rip, Tayshawn, Rashid, and Ben Wallace. I mean, how does that? Where does that rank, Aaron, on your top starting fives all time? Oh, I, I mean, just even trying to put my bias, the Pistons fan aside, I really think that's just one of those teams that gelled. I, I think you're putting that up there. I would put this up there with maybe not like. Uh, I'm not going to group in some of these superstar ones. Like, I'm just saying, you know, uh, some of those other Lakers teams. Some of this. I'm putting this together with, like, the Golden State, Baron Davis team. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, let's, let's think who else. Uh, just those teams that just, it was just, I think it was a special amount of time. I mean, those guys would have been great. And, like, I think some of those guys would have stood out anyways. Like, Ben Wallace was great defensive anyways. Rasheed Wallace had a great uh, start of his career in Portland, you know, made his name. And Chauncey, you know, obviously, like, one of the stupidest trades we could ever make was trading him to Denver, which gave that team a whole new life. We got Allen Iverson. All he did was get a kick out of casinos. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, yeah, man, I, I really think 
those guys up. I mean, it just, they, everybody amplified each other's talents. They all played off each other. Everybody was just so locked in. I, I just don't ever remember hearing everybody. Maybe I'm sure there was squabbles as there is every team, but I don't think there ever was just, okay, it's me. Okay, this is my team. This is this. Everybody mm-hmm. was on the same page. Do you think that coaching had a big t- deal to do with it? Like, I believe, I mean, they couldn't win a championship post-Larry Brown. Larry Brown was the coach, and it all seemed to come together. They were one win away from repeating, but they could never get that second championship. Do you think it's Larry Brown was the X factor? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, what was it? We went to the Eastern Conference Finals six or seven times mm-hmm. with that team. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. This is when you're talking championship teams, man. It's all, it's, uh, when at that caliber, you know, it's 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 a game of seconds, it's a game of inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in coaching, is that extra inch? So I think you 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 put a guy like Larry Brown back on there. Um, that's that's going to be exactly what you need because you would see it in the series. I mean, with it, I mean, just uh, it was great timeouts, great plays he was drawing up. Uh, defense was on point. Um, I mean, he really, he really knew exactly how to work these guys, and especially going up against the Lakers, man. I mean, that was just one of, especially in the series, that's one of the most dominated you've ever seen. That kind of caliber of a team going in there. I mean, that was probably the most jaw-dropping uh, championship in in modern NBA history. Well, it was because on the other side you had the Lakers who had, you know, Phil Jackson who had all those championship rings already. I think he had nine at this point as a coach. Uh, then right. You, you had Gary Payton and Carl Malone coming to a team. I mean, Kobe and Shaq three-peated together. So then you're adding Gary Payton and Carl Malone. I know they weren't, like, still in their prime, but still just the on paper this team was stacked. You throw in Devin George at small forward who... A lot of people right. are like, you know, Devin George, who's that? But, like, he could play some defense. He was a big body. He could hit the open three, get some rebounds. So He played his role as, you know, did what he had to do, and they were they all pieced together perfectly. And, you know, they were – that team was <laughs> – you know, like we said, they won three in a row and then went to the finals. Mm-hmm. Once their conference finals got beat and then back to the finals again and with Shaq and Kobe. And, yeah, you know, they got – just, you know, Derek Fisher shooting and which killed, you know, that killed the Pistons at, at this point in this game. And they were just dominant together. So it was for sure on paper. I agree, you know, looking at it, made sure the Pistons have got swept. Looking at it that way, yes. But, you know, they came out and they had something to prove, apparently. Right. Right. And you know what? And Alex, I know you're not going to like this, but. I mean, Carl Malone, great player, all time. I just didn't think, I remember Gary Payton at the end of his career was looking for a championship, and I think he just lost whatever he had. Gary, I just don't think, I don't think he was as effective defensively Gary as he Payton? was before. Yes. Oh, dude, and especially in this in this series, Gary Payton got torched by uh, Chauncey Billups. He was, oh, he, was yeah. he was old. He was, he was put on Chauncey to shut him down. And, you know, he's one of the best perimeter defenders of all time. But age had caught up to him at this stage. And Carl Malone, the same way. Knee issues were bothering him. He had zero lift. He had zero lift. He couldn't jump at all. So, 
it was definitely a major problem. You look back, the only players to, I don't know if I've said this already, but the only players to average a double-digit points in this series was Kobe and Shaq. They had literally zero help. And that was a big part of it. But let's go to, I mean, um, here we go. Uh, where am I going here? Yeah, let's get into the first quarter, man, because I think that's kind of where, where things started. Um, I, and I think that's almost where you thought. I, especially watching this, I was a Lakers fan. I would have thought we were, might have been in trouble. And this really, especially the first quarter, was the lowest scoring quarter out of them all. Um, you had 14 turnovers on each side. Now, they really were emphasizing that Detroit was making a lot of turnovers at first. Uh, they were getting a lot of them. And this, I think, really, Detroit could have put this game in the bag if they would have scored in the first quarter. Yeah. They just it, weren't scoring. Well, part, part of the issue... Was also, okay, go ahead, Brett. Yeah, it was also... Uh, you, you, you said there was 14 turnovers each. I think it was the timing of the turnovers, too. Yes. Like, at the at the, when they happened, like, at the end of the... Uh, second quarter here it was sloppy for the Pistons and mm-hmm. um, that did not help it was a huge run for the Lakers yeah but that's it's just I don't know we they you're right too they didn't score it they didn't score very much in the first quarter either and that didn't help them you know playing from behind especially against this team you can't give them anything what I noticed was Go, oh, sorry. Well, what I noticed at first was a big part was Rasheed Wallace picking up two early fouls and having to go to yeah. the bench. That was a big part of it. And, you know, um, once you go to the bench, and then Carl Malone got hurt too. He he left the game, injured, you know, grabbing his knee, had to play through that. Malone just both wasn't... Both the second quarter, I think. They both set out. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the second quarter, if not all of it. And, uh... Just a crazy game. I mean, what were you going to say, Aaron? Well, and I, I just have like two little points with that. Um, yeah, because you were talking about Carl Malone, and I mean, he came right back out. And it was almost like they could, they had no control over him. They were telling him to go to the locker room. He was getting in an oh, argument oh. with the trainer, yeah. He was like, yeah. I think the trainer was saying, for your best interest, you shouldn't go back out there. And Malone's like... Fuck that! It's the finals. Like <laughs> I'm playing. Well, yeah, I don't blame him, but at the same time, it you gotta listen to your trainer. Team. Yeah. I just don't know how you can get through that many levels. The trainer, the assistant coaches, Phil, and Kobe. Well, you gotta realize Phil's one of the most laid back coaches. Phil's like, especially with big eagles like that, he's gonna let them. He's not gonna hold Carl Malone out of the game like that. He knows. Right. He's he's been around the block. Like I said, this this night, you know, probably like at least tenth finals appearance, and he knew how important it was. That's the whole reason Malone and Peyton signed with the Lakers was to play in that right. series. Well, in Cleveland, I think really think in that first half, man, he was two for seven, shooting twenty eight percent. He just really wasn't effective out there, and I mean, especially getting back. Uh, defensively, uh, he was reaching, he was making some fouls, sloppy fouls. I really, the Pistons should have really capitalized on that. Um, but really doesn't help. Yeah, like you're saying, Rashid was out. Uh, he, he was over four anyways, which w- wasn't helpful. And we had three field goals for our bench the 
first half. And the and the Lakers bench came to play. I mean, you had speaking of you know Luke Walton. Luke Walton came to play in this game. He he hit the open three, but the thing that I liked the most was his passing. I think he had five first half assists. Like oh yeah, he killed us. He yeah, killed us in the second quarter. Luke Walton underrated passer especially, and he just did the small things. Like he was never yeah. a great player, but he did the small things. He was valuable. Yeah, man. I hate to say it because for some reason I've always disliked Luke Walton. I don't know why. <laughs> I can't put my finger on it. But it did. But yeah, like you were saying, I mean, he and he made some really clutch ones. He made some, uh, and it was big ones too. It was like pieces of Shaq down low that just seemed to get the ball rolling for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, it really at a good time too. So he came in and just was a lot of life. I know going into the end of the second, the Lakers really started to run with it, which almost. Which almost made you think you're like, oh well, here it goes. Here it's end of the half. Lakers are going to be dominant. Okay. And, and what start. did it? What turned it around was Kobe's energy, in my opinion, in the third quarter on yeah. both sides of the ball. Kobe brought it. He was forcing turnovers and hitting big shots and being aggressive and making them in the sec- in the third quarter. Oh yeah, second half he had nine points. He was the lead- leading scorer on there. That was really like. Uh, I- you know, it's. I, I mean, you knew he was a great player back then, but that was really when you started to see the clutch Kobe Mamba come out. Yeah, was was right around there. I mean, he well, wanted the ball. You have to remember, um, this was also a time when Kobe and Shaq were at odds, and it was a it was a wrestling for who is the number one option, and Kobe was trying to take that away from Shaq. And this series is the last time Shaq would play in a Lakers uniform. Right, yeah. And it was, I remember back then, I mean, and I think I, you, a lot of you guys probably share this sentiment, was, I mean, you have Shaq on your team. Mm-hmm. Everything else, like, yeah, Kobe's good, but give it to Shaq. Like, that, that, that was always just my thought, and I think that was a lot of other people's thought, too. It was just, you know, give it to Shaq, he'll dunk it. Done. And Yeah. That's what, I mean, I've, some people have definitely said that, like, just feed Shaq. And he was three-time Finals MVP, the first three. Brett, what do you think of the this game so far? How it's going? Uh, I mean, they just... It seemed like both teams... Like it was their... I don't know. As if it was maybe their first time playing in the Finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in the first quarter, like... Um, I mean, it was the Pistons, for sure. But the Lakers... Uh, especially after game one, thought that they, you know, thought that they would come out with some more firepower. Like, yeah, they, you know, they uh, did just as. I mean, I guess they did just as much as Pistons, or that the Pistons let them do. But at the same time, you know, it's coming off of what they were. I know it was like you guys said, it was Shaq's last uh, year or last series uh, as a Laker. Mm-hmm. So he thought that there would have been more. I don't know, fire, I guess, from them. Uh, yeah. They, I think they thought they, it was going to be easy. They didn't, you know, and then there was just like, only Kobe and Shaq were the guys that were going to respond. I think when you come in easy, the role players aren't fired up. The guy, you know, when Malone right. and Peyton are non-existent, it's like, I thought those four were going to carry us type of mindset. Yeah, and I thought, you know, maybe that the Lakers... To start after losing game one, mm-hmm. maybe 
came out in, at the beginning of game two and started to play not to lose instead of playing to win. Yeah. And the, the only thing that saved him was Kobe in this game. I mean, Shaq did his thing too. But the thing is, like, early on maybe Shaq did all right, but Ben Wallace over the time of the series, especially in Detroit, Ben Wallace really wore on Shaq. And I think Ben Wallace defends Shaq, like, as well as anyone. Him and Dennis Rodman really defend Shaq the best. Right. And it's crazy for Ben Wallace's size that you think he did that. Well, Rodman, too. It's like two undersized, pretty much forwards. I mean, Ben Wallace is listed as a center, but he's like, what, 6'9"? Yeah. I, I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I remember just back then, it's, you really saw like a lot of differences in height, weight. You know, it was... Eh, you never really knew. So, I mean, Ben Wallace is a big guy, stocky, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, even 6'9", I thought was pushing it. How did you think, Aaron, watching this game, how did this uh, game two, the finals, compare to what you've seen in recent games of this era? Uh, you know, really, like like we've talked about, I mean, defense was a lot, lot more there. and. Uh, Do you think it, there is there more skill, or was there more defense? Is there more skill now, or was there more defense then? <laughs> There's more offensive skill right now, I would say. Uh, I I would say guys are, I just think some guys are better shooters. Uh, The the skill's going to get better. I mean, there's more athleticism. But definitely the defense was, I I mean, no one was was driving to the lane easy. You know, Shaq gets the ball, you're on him. You have to back you down, yeah. There was a lot of almost even right at the three-point line defense going on. Mm-hmm. Like like when they had the ball, like they were not going to shoot, you know. There wasn't this kind of back away, let's see. I mean, there was a lot of picks at the top of the key. Um, Do you really, feel like I, you had to work harder to get points, definitely? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like really hard. It was much more physical, like. Yeah. And it was much, like you were, it was about like pride too like you didn't want to get scored on mm-hmm. like you know it, oh there man was Rashid no... barking in the paint man right and just at the line you know at yeah. the free throw line just yelling just mm-hmm. man they didn't you know Ben you know he said he talked a lot too but he showed it you know like he you didn't go into that paint and and get a bunny like you were gonna earn that yeah and the thing that so a lot of people talk about Kobe's free uh, field goal percentage. And I feel like playing in the era still of pretty tough defense where you had to earn everything. Like you said, no one's driving the paint because Ben Wallace and Rasheed are down there. And if you do, you know, you get either fouled, not as hard as it used to be in the bad boy eras, but still fouled, or you get rejected and you look like a fool because Ben Wallace just sent your shot into the stands. Oh, yeah, and it's pretty crazy. I mean, the second quarter and the third quarter, I mean, this isn't a bad field goal percentage, but for Shaq, you know, shooting two of five, two of, like, six, that's not great. I mean, that's Shaq right at the rim being stopped, which which says a lot to, you know, what what they were doing in Detroit. Um, Yeah, I mean, and that was the thing. It was was pretty much all in Ben Wallace. Little Rasheed would come over and help, but, I mean, mostly Ben Wallace. Yeah. 
Doc Rivers says at one point in the third quarter, Kobe has made some of the most difficult shots that I have seen all in one game. The thing about Kobe that people get slept on is his degree of difficulty on almost all of his shots, and he would practice those shots. He would spend more time in the gym than almost anyone. I remember a story of Kobe um, hearing about Larry Bird, how Larry Bird would put up like, like 400 shots or 300 shots before every game. And so Kobe heard about wow. that, and he started putting up 500 every, before every game. His, de yeah. his dedication to the game was unmatched. And and so, the, you know, you got Doc Rivers talking about it, like seeing, making some of the most difficult shots he's ever seen, and he'd take those all the time. And it would, you'd just be amazed at how many would go in. His shooting percentage was never LeBron's level, but... He would take those shots so that he can make them when the defender's right there in his face, too. Right. I remember one of the drives, it was, he drove right, right, right from, I think, almost to the left side, top of the key-ish, passed to two defenders, right baseline, and just went up and, like, oddly under, but it looked so smooth, but it was basically jumping through two guys, kind of bank shot in. Mm -hmm. and, and all the way up until maybe the last second, you're like, what's he doing? And you think and, about the degree of difficulty on those and the defense that we were just talking about. Right. I mean, one of the, be one of the best defenses of all time in this Pistons. I mean, Ben Wallace. Who wants to drive on Ben Wallace? Raise your hand. I mean... <laughs> just to figure it out. Just to see. And, I so, this is what I appreciated about 2004 was the competition level in this series. Even though it's only a five-game series, in this game at least, it was so good. And, like, Doc Rivers goes, with four minutes left, you can hear the tension in the building. So, in a, in a stadium with all those banners hanging and Shaq and Kobe on the court and Carl Malone and Gary Payton, legends of the game, all on one court. Ben Wallace, those Pistons, Chauncey, and... You can hear the tension in the building. I mean, my dream, I wish I could have been there in that stadium. Like, and I want to be in oh, that yeah. type of atmospheres when I live, you know, in this life. Because that's what, the tension in that environment is what it's all about. Four minutes to go, game tied, championship series on the line. That's why, in my mind, what happens in the championship round means so much. Because of the tension, the mean, what's on the line, it's so meaningful. Oh, yeah, man. And I really, like I, I was saying this before, I mean, really the only thing I, I think this could have been, besides the third, um, this was a run, this could have been an easy runaway freight train for the Lakers. I mean, Kobe was on, Shaq was on, uh, there was just some good defensive plays, and really Chauncey stepped up. And made some big. I mean, he looked oh, up to his name, Mr. Mr. Big Shot. Yeah. Really timely threes that just came up, hit it, and it was like you know they were getting up by ten, eight, six points. He did a three. It kind of calmed everything down. I mean, he was probably one of the coolest, smoothest operators. That's I think I've as a point guard, that's just never rattled, never doing stupid passes or shots. Incredibly clutch. Very underrated defender. Team leader. That's, yeah, he he finished out the third with like seven points in the last minute, and you know got him. Yeah, you know right with right there within two, like kept him there. So he he did everything that he had to do. He's you know yeah, like you said, he's Mister Big Shot. He 
he's clutch. He knows that when he has to uh, take over, when it's time for him to do his thing for for his team. And that's uh, that's, and that's crazy. That's Billup yeah. with a B, by the way. Uh, yeah, Billups. Yeah. Not Phillips, Billups. Um, so, uh, then, so, like, getting into the fourth quarter, it's getting heated, everything's coming down, uh, Lakers get the ball to Kobe, who beats Tayshaun Prince off the dribble and dunks over Rashid and Ben Wallace, cutting the lead to one, Al Michaels exclaiming, how did he do that? That's the stuff I'm talking about, that, it's like, it gets lost sometimes. Dunking over Rashid and Ben Wallace in the finals? Come on now, it doesn't get, like... It doesn't get much bigger than that. I think that's like like our generation almost not remembering the athleticism yeah. of Michael Jordan in the eighties. Is 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 some some kids now? Because I I remember that. I mean, Kobe was just an athlete man back yeah. in the day. He would dunk um, over anybody, dude. Who would Kobe okay. not dunk over? Nobody. Oh, he'd go right at him. And you know, I mean, now we think of kind of a, a step back shooter. Yeah, low uh, pose. Uh, yeah. But, oh yeah, you see that you see him take flight, you're like, Oh, I forgot. I forgot he could do that. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh I remember seeing a dunk against who was it that he had against the Kings maybe. Mm-hmm. It was a playoff game and the one where he went up on the baseline and reversed it. Yeah. And dunked it. That's iconic. That was, man. Like that's such a that no, how many people can do that? Like, you could probably count on your hands the people in the world that can do that. And I, that kind of stuff is what he, separates these guys. I mean, I did that to Alex a few times. And no. like, <laughs> Aaron, you're still hey, down you know, on head to head, Aaron. That's it. That's it. You get, anytime right, we play, right. I turn into Dirk Nowitzki, and you can't stop that fadeaway. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and as the game, this game got into the fourth, man, I mean, that's, you really saw Kobe come out and, and just kind of come into his own. And just, I think that's really when you were, I think the Lakers management, Bill um, Jackson, the rest of that team, you're like, oh, oh, Kobe could do this. Yeah. Kobe could do this. It's like, it's like Kobe's the guy now. Yeah. Like, right. And that's, that's I, partly what led them to move on from Shaq is yeah. seeing Kobe do that, the potential, and uh, they they kind of believe that he could win championships, you know, as the leader himself. Right, because, I mean, Shaq, even in the fourth, I mean, it was one of three, and if you're Shaq, you should not be one of three. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, so that's his total for the fourth? Yeah. All right, but here, check this out. Uh, Detroit by six with 48 seconds left. Pistons have this almost in the bag, up six, 48 seconds left. A lot's got to happen in that time. Kobe, trying to cut it to three, misses a three. Shaq, offensive rebound, putback layup, plus the foul. Mm-hmm. Hits the free throw. Shaq hits the free throw and cuts it to three with 36 seconds left. One thing that you can, one thing you can never not say about, or one thing you can never say about Shaq is that he wasn't, he was... He wasn't clutch, because he was amazing. Especially in the clutch, he would hit his free throws. He would make big plays when it mattered most. 
Yeah, I think he was 8 out of 12 on his free throws. Yeah. Uh, which I, 67% Shaq, take it. Yeah. Take it all day, man. They wouldn't do hack a Shaq if he did that all the time. All right. Yeah, that was crazy, too, that the Pistons were able to, you know, get, like, break away there in the last four minutes. They they made plays yeah. that Almost buried Lakers this team. did not. Imagine if they swept them, right. man. I know that would have been nuts, but then again, you know, maybe, maybe with them winning this game would have been it would have altered it differently, mm-hmm. and it would have been a you know maybe they, you know, I'm glad that it happened the way it did. That the Pistons ended up winning the series, so and he's still just, got he still got to celebrate at home in Game Five, right, so it right. worked out. Um, it, it's just crazy, man, to think this Pistons team because yeah, then then as soon as you get down the end. And stuff, but I mean, it's just the bench did absolutely nothing for the Pistons. But when you look at the bench, I mean, gosh, you talk to anybody who's just a light fan of it this day, you'd be like, Who? Mm-hmm. Who are these right. guys? Maybe Lindsay Hunter. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Honestly, you're talking about Corliss Williamson, Eldon Campbell, Rookie Darko, uh, yeah. Lindsay Hunter, well, Mike James. Dude, players for sure. Eldon Campbell, who raise your hand if you know Eldon Campbell and you're listening to this because so many of you don't know who Eldon <laughs> Campbell is and he was awesome. He was solid. He was a he was oh, yeah. a good player and even that's why he lasted so long in the league. And Lindsey Hunter, one of my favorite point guards ever. He was gritty, he was defender, he could hit the big shot. Corliss Williamson, how about that name? Great player. Right. Um, yeah, no, Elton Campbell, I mean, those are those are some good guys. I mean, both Elton Campbell and Carlos Williamson, I mean, their career, they're, they're 11 point, 11, 10 point guys, five rebounds. I mean, that's great. I mean, they did their role. I, especially in that series, you need to throw just bodies at Shaq. Well, that's well yeah, he's, he's good enough. He's good enough to get a bobblehead. I have a Corliss Williamson bobblehead. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> basically the HOF man. There you go. It's just chalking up. So, tell me if you remember this play. Lakers take a timeout. 11 seconds left. Down three. They get the ball to Kobe, who takes a couple dribbles to the left. Don't say it. Hits that game tying three with two seconds left. I mean, against that defense and the way that whole game played, that's an incredible shot. The ball oh, to take that oh, shot. So clutch. Yeah. Yeah, that was man. And I mean, how many times in a career do you see him make that? And that's one of the more beginnings of it. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, I think after that, man. I mean, you saw as they went into overtime. I, the Pistons just weren't the same. I don't know if they ran out of gas. Um, oh, at that point, the home, you know, the the home and the better team gets some yeah. kind of surge. Yeah, that just, surge, that momentum. Usually, just yeah, that shot. Just, you know, just that shot is like adrenaline. Did. Yeah. The the Pistons only scored two points in overtime, so yeah, yeah, that's, that crowd was on their feet the whole time. Yeah, man, I, I think they just they just had him at that point, and it was just all downhill. Like, yeah, even as you're staying upset with those 40 seconds, we're up by six. I'm rewatching this, and I'm like, wait, did we win this? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like we'd win. Yeah. Right, the number one defense in the league, like, with that, at that, with 
six point advantage before he set and stuff. You would have thought for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So. And the Pistons, the Pistons were such a closeout team back then. I mean, we even knew if it was close, we usually we're gonna bring it up and win it. And really, Shaq uh, did it on both sides of the court because the, down three after that and one, Chauncey drives the lane right at Shaq, puts up a layup. But Shaq being seven one. Good rim defense, that's what a 7-footer brings you. Good rim defense alters the layup, and they're allowed that last-second shot. Um, that's very underrated, too, in today's era of playing small ball. And, you know, they talk about, like, how as long as you can shoot the three, it's a perimeter game now. And I, I really don't like that. I prefer Shaq and Ben Wallace days where you have the intimidators in the paint. You know, what's the... You know, I don't know. Who's the last big guy? You know, you got Joel Embiid, but, like, no one's protecting no. the rim like this anymore. Last true big guy, man, it's just like, I, I really think it's Andre Drummond. He's the last pure center. Yeah, like center center. Right. Yeah. Good, big, pure center. Yeah. yeah. It's with, I mean, he, with rebounds like that, I mean, he's he'll do, like, 20 in a game, mm-hmm. you know, consistently. Yeah. yeah, DeAndre Jordan, I mean, w- w- was pretty stout. Yeah, there was a, this, I mean, you're going DeAndre Jordan, Tyson Chandler. Pure centers, like, now, because the game is so, like, high, you know, hybrid. Yeah. As a player, like, everybody, you know, Drummond isn't shooting threes like the rest of the centers. When right. you say hybrid in today's NBA, I just think soft. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't think that. Uh, I mean, man, I but mean, yeah, guys like Embiid, if Embiid stays healthy, man, he is such a dominant force. And, and you know, and, and he's a tough guy, too. I mean, the trash talking, the stuff he gets into on the court, it gets in people's heads. Philly loves it. Well, so, at I, this age, in this era right now, there's a lot of trash talking and no backing it up, especially from Giannis and Embiid. Who need to right. go to the, make a championship run and get there? That's why it's important we still get this season out so that Giannis can figure out if he's going to actually make the finals or not. Like, hey man, Giannis is still young to do what he's doing. He needs I to mean, do it though. The clock's ticking. He should have done it last year. Yeah, it, it, you're right, but he's got time. He's got time. That's yeah. true. But like, you know how you know what I'm saying? Like those missed opportunities stack. And you shouldn't be stacking missed opportunities. you got to stack championship rings if you're going to be held up there with the greatest. I mean, this is why we're talking about Kobe, because five championships and he's a legend. But Detroit got him in this one. I mean, he did have Shaq, too. I mean, if we're, you know... He did, he got two without Shaq. There there was this guy named Michael Jordan who lost a lot early in his career, too, so... I I don't... Yeah, everyone... At the end of his career, is it okay? Everyone goes through adversity. It's about what you do when you get there, and, right. get, and stack those those three peats. For well, you, got, you got beat the first two times. Yeah, yeah. for Giannis to do what he did in Milwaukee so far, that culture that's huge. Oh, it definitely it is, is. But until he leaves, I mean, where's he gonna go? Unfortunately, probably he will. Steph Curry's been trying to recruit him to Golden State. Um, yeah, he, they're he also they're also guys. trying to get him to go to LA. Yeah, the Lakers. Not with Anthony Davis, that won't happen. I hope not. Imagine Anthony Davis, LeBron, and Giannis. 
I just don't think that'll work. Me neither, but... You can't have two of those guys. I think, it, I, I think Golden State's a better fit. Giannis, Clay, Steph. Yeah, you could. I think he'll, man, I think he'll just go somewhere random, man. I hope he stays <laughs> in Milwaukee, to be honest. I'd love to see Dallas make some splashes and get some, like, people. Hmm. Dallas? Yeah. Dallas can have Steve Nash back if they want. Huh? <laughs> Never mind. Alright, let's get back oh. to this. We got a little sidetracked here. Overtime, Lakers, Pistons. Kobe takes off right away. Like, attacks the paint, drops off a beautiful pass in traffic to Shaq for the dunk. Uh, but then he picks up his fifth foul. So, in overtime, Kobe and Shaq both with five fouls. So, that was a big part of this game. But, um... Doc Rivers right here, the Lakers go up four, and the defense forces a 24-second violation. And Doc says the Pistons appear shell-shocked by that Kobe shot, which is true when you've got a six-point lead with 48 seconds left, and the Lakers, Kobe hits that shot to send it to overtime, you're going to be shocked and be like, man, we had this. Sorry. Go ahead. I agree. I think that's why I think that's why we we avoided it because we just you know we were like well this sucked <laughs> they did absolutely nothing um, and yeah the Lakers just really rolled man and I think that's you know just just for me and I remember originally watching this you were like oh, okay maybe this is this is this is where it turns like I think I was just looking for any excuse to like. Okay, this is when the Lakers are just going to be the Lakers. Well, that's what everyone was doing. Everyone was doing. They're like, oh, here the Lakers are back now. Yeah. And uh, so, like, even in overtime, Luke Walton comes in, and uh, alley-oop assist from Luke Walton to Shaq for the dunk to put the Lakers up eight. The the Staples Center crowd chants, Luke. Yeah. (laughs) And the Lakers... Take game two, 99-91 in overtime. Kobe had to go for 33-7 and seven and big clutch shots. Shaq with 29-7 and seven as well. Um, Chauncey and Rip combined for 53 points, but unable to get the win. So Chauncey and Rip doing their part. Um, you know, the biggest part that I can think of is that I know it, it, it uh, avoids that 0-2 hole. It gives life to the Lakers, but I just feel like the Lakers were ready to move on. Shaq was ready to leave. Malone and Peyton were too old. Kobe can only do so much. I know that he didn't shoot a great percentage, but it's like one of the best defenses of all time with not a lot of help. Right. Um, you know what's crazy? Yeah. From this, from this game is that the Pistons not only had... 10 more offensive rebounds uh-huh. than the Lakers, but they had 19 total offensive rebounds in this game. Damn. 19 second chance opportunities, and they got beat. You know, they so, they went on a drought. That drought uh, in the third quarter, I think. Um, yeah, for like four and a half minutes where they didn't score. And, you know, that they... You know, that, that killed them right there, and especially, like we talked about earlier, they didn't put up uh, low scoring in the first quarter. Um, so, it didn't, uh, everything didn't add up that way, but for some somehow, they had 19 offensive rebounds, and that's just crazy to me. Yeah. And, and you look at, and 
I mean, this is another testament. This is a little bit of a different team at a different age. I mean, they were shooting 50% from three. If you'd see that today, you'd be like, right. they won the game. They're shooting 50% from three. Especially how many they take, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. They they only took, yeah, they were six for 12. Yeah. Yeah. So, so but yeah, you know, Hamilton being two for two, he, he definitely should have, you know, shot. I think he should have been shooting more threes. Phillips, too. How do you feel about, so Chauncey take 2004 NBA Finals MVP. Um how do you feel? I mean, Chauncey bringing it. 21 points per game, 5 assists, but the numbers don't show it. Chauncey was Mr. Big Shot throughout that those entire championship runs. Oh, man, he, he always was, man. I mean, that was just Chauncey. I, I, yeah, like we're saying, I can't really think of any times that he was just like, I mean, I know everybody has bad games, but just abysmal. You never saw him really just waver, make bad decisions. I remember Josh likes to bring up a quote of yours, Aaron, like when he first met you, he was like, so the Pistons, he's like, uh, you got Brandon Jennings, you got jo- uh, Josh Smith, and you're like, don't need him, don't need him, we got Chauncey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was like late in his career, Chauncey, like last stop. Yeah, oh man, geez, some of the bad decisions we made as Pistons, <laughs> oh, Brandon Jennings, Josh Smith. Villanueva, great. <laughs> <laughs> ben Gordon. Yeah, man. I, see, and, the, and that's the thing. I think we, you know, after that, it, it's, you know, the front office, Joe Dumars, they got away from it. They saw flashy guys. They saw points. They tried to get that, and the whole team fell apart, you so, know? So speaking of how it fell apart, let's go back a little bit. Let's go to the beginning of that season, the 2003 NBA draft, when you guys took Darko Milicic number two overall. Um, let's say you go back in time and you know that Darko's not any good and you take Mello at number two overall. How do you think that affects the team? And wouldn't that help you guys sustain success for longer and maybe not uh, fall apart with those bad decisions, maybe with Mello on the team still? Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, I don't know how it would have been with Mello on the team. As far as the long-term success, I mean, it it had to be better than now. I think we're still hurting from that, but mm-hmm. um, they, you know, Ben Wallace said that he thinks that it may have, this team had really good chemistry already, and he, he feels that uh, Melo may have wanted to, you know, he would have had to come off the bench and may have, you know, would have been not as much of a team player about it. Man. Uh, which could have disrupted things, but man, they you know if things would have been flowing right, they mm-hmm. could have won a few. You know, I they were for several. You know, the next couple of years, they just couldn't get over the hump past the stupid Robert Ory three the next mm-hmm. year, and then after that, yeah. I mean, it, I was at my my dad calls it the last meaningful Pistons game, and it was like the 08 finals against uh, the Celtics that the Pistons lost in game six in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I was at that game. And since then, literally, you know, they the Pistons have done nothing. So, yeah. uh, you it'd know. It would be if, in a much better spot. Right. It would have, you know, things would have been differently. They ho- hopefully would have won a few more after that or, um, you know, but I don't know. It, I guess it, 
it's just a dream now. See, I'm not starting Mello on the bench. If I'm getting Mello, like, as good as he was coming out of Syracuse, I'm putting Mello in my starting lineup right away. I'll make a trade if I have to. Maybe I have to ship Tayshon out, and I'm sorry about that, Piston fans. But Mello, Rip, Chauncey, Rashid, and Big Ben, that's multiple championships in my opinion. I, I'll worry about fit later. Mello is such a pure scorer that he could have helped that team tremendously. You imagine, I know Mello's not the, the best defender of all time, but in his prime, in his early years, he wasn't, he wasn't a liability. So you put him out there with Rashid and Big Ben and other bigs to help him out, and you've got Chauncey and Rip on the outside, and Melo's got length, he's got size. Rip adding his scoring to that pretty much a still pretty good defense, that's that's contender every year, really, in the East. And that's, I think, multiple championships. What do you think, Aaron? Well, and that's the thing, too. If you caught him young, maybe with Larry Brown, at the helm, Larry Brown would have stuck around. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you could have trained a little more defense into him. Uh, but, you know, part of me, yeah, it would have been great, and like you guys are saying, yeah, maybe that would have been it, but part of me is like, man, I love that team. And so, what was, so are you going to go back I, and draft Darko again? You're like, ah, I love the team, we're taking Darko, round two. <laughs> <laughs> are you dude, taking Chris Bosh? you taking Kirk Heinrich? Where are you going here, Aaron? Oh, dude, I'm taking, dude, I'll jump second round and take Patulia. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. No. Take Darko. I go, I go to the number 56 pick of the second round. I'll take Brandon Hunter. Who? Exactly. You're going to take Mike Jones? Dude, Kyle Corver, second round, 51, <laughs> 51 pick. Kyle Dude, Corver. Corver had his moments in Utah. Remember that guy? Uh, in Philly? Kyle Philly Kyle Corver? Dude, Kyle Corver still had his moments here and there, man. Uh, let's get yeah, he's one of the best shooters of all time. Yeah. yeah. He's great, man. It, that, that was really one of the most just star-studded yeah, draft class ever. And it's crazy. You, you're, you, if you're putting, like, points, everything up, and, and like, this list of looking out of guys, I mean, you, you almost think it's a misprint when you see Darko at the top. You're like, wait, what? This guy didn't. <laughs> All right, well, how about this? Trade up and take LeBron. Ah, uh, that'd have been. Oh man, I mean. <laughs> I, I, I mean, if I you're gonna redraft, why not go for gold? T- trade up, draft LeBron, put him with Ben Wallace and Chauncey and Larry Brown. He can stop bitching about not having a Hall of Fame head coach. <laughs> Dude, I- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you'd have to give up a lot for that, though. I know. Cleveland's going to want a lot. He's from Akron. Yeah, yeah, that would have been hard, man. I, I, I don't think you could have offered them anything for that trade. Would you give uh, up, uh, it'll give up the number two and give him, uh, uh, give him Lindsey Hunter. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think the move would have been, the move would have been to get Chris Bosh. Dude, uh, you could easily replace out. Rashid and then throw Chris Bosh into that with Tayshon and Big Ben. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah, or, I mean, as you were saying, get rid of Tayshon, put Chris Bosh in there. I, I don't know. I mean, you could have done D-Wade. D would have been a great one. I almost would have liked D-Wade maybe a little bit more of a killer instinct. 
Yeah, because he was so good so young. Yeah. Wade was, I remember when Wade was winning that championship with Miami in 06, and it was like Jordan-esque is what I thought. Like, he was, I mean, third greatest shooting guard of all time and super clutch. Like, he was legit. Yeah, when you when you saw him win that, you were like, "Wait, who is this guy?" And oh my gosh, he's so good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, it was great. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy to think that's so long ago now, but so the championship, yeah. Pistons won the championship, uh, but that would be it, and they haven't won one since, right? Two thousand four. Right. Guys, gotta get back. Give what, me a little synopsis me. of the current Pistons. I want to hear the, the voice of the fans, like, t- talk to them, tell them what's going on. Little Caesars Arena, right? It is. Yeah, they, um, yeah, it's, I've been there, I was there a few times this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I plan on going a few more, but, no, obviously you, you can't, but. Wait, wait till June, um, then you can go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not happening for the rest of this year. Aaron, shut up. Stop getting me down. It's going to happen. Oh. Oh, well, I mean, the Pistons aren't playing anymore. I, okay, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to go risk it to watch that anyway. What needs to change? They're all doom and gloom, and everybody's being so careful about everything. Which, hey, hey who knows? enough of this. What, what's, what needs to change with the Pistons? Or Josh Smith. And Josh, yeah, Josh Smith. You gotta stop paying those guys. Yeah, so this next year we can make moves. Blake Griffin, look, I liked it at first. And you you can't get on Blake Griffin for anything. He didn't get injured, but man, when he was playing, he was playing great. He he plays hard. He's he's a good team motivator. I can't get on him for for, for trying. Yeah. We need to get rid of Reggie Jackson. Hopefully we just throw him in the Hudson. Right? <laughs> he's just thrown in the East River over there. He's gone. Fantastic. He's in LA. Yeah, oh, LA Clippers, that. yep. Okay, well, great. Great. He can go over <laughs> Wish granted. Yeah, <laughs> wish granted, just like that. Dude, what do you say, Brett? What do you think, I mean, Brett? we're in a total rebuild, man. So, really, from here, we just got to make smart decisions because it's really starting from the ground up. So, I see some little, there's some good talent coming well, up. What's, what's, what's the plan? Up. Why is it, like, rebuild? Like, rebuild seems like it's been the plan for a while. Yeah. yeah. It's 15 years. Yeah. What do you think, Brett? Yeah. Is it ownership? It's the inability to to do anything correctly. Yeah. Um, it was Stan Van Gundy. He, he, see, I thought I had, I thought he was going to well. be the shit. I thought Stan Van Gundy was going to be awesome, but he didn't really work out. Man, he kind of lost it, man. You would see it when you're watching him play, like his play calling, yeah, his drafting wasn't the best. I, I just think he sat out for some years and, you know, the, it, it is true. Like, there's some of those guys that just don't come back the same. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same with coaches too, so. I hope Devoyle works out. Who the hell? Spee. Spee and Devoyle, the two rookies we got. Yeah. If they work out and the Pistons can, you know, 
create that that cap use that cap space that'll be created next season with those um, payrolls falling off. Uh, you know, get like a sign a star. Yeah. I mean, hopefully a superstar, but I, I don't know if that'll happen or not. But um, you know, get somebody. I mean, you just want to be progressing forward instead of in limbo or yeah, backwards. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult in the league now, man. I mean, really, a lot of these players, especially in the NBA, they want to go where it's, they want to, I'm always surprised the New York Knicks can't get anybody. You would think somebody would want to go play. Well, drafting is more important than ever. Drafting is so important because, especially for team, you know, for like the Pistons right now, no superstar really wants to go there because they're not building anything. So you're, you got to hit on, yeah. No one wants right, to, they want to go out to LA and be famous. Don't you think some players would have like the greatest athletes would have the mentality that they want to take a place from upside down and flip it around? You would hope. Create a, but it's le- like, that's less know, of a mentality. That be a motivation. That's less of a mentality right. nowadays. That leaves you a lot a greater legacy than most for, it doing, does. for doing something like that. It would, man. But I mean, you see a lot of these young guys, and I mean, it's all about. It's all about fashion. It's all about uh, you know getting their Instagram and hooking up. Like really, like I mean, I think out of any sport, NBA is more glitz and glamour than anything. So they're just like, oh, get me to LA. I really feel like everybody's like, get me to California. So last qu- really- last last question before we call it a wrap. <laughs> when the NBA season gets going again, who's gonna take home the championship? What's the finals matchup, and who's taking it? All right. I think that'd be a good one. I think that's what people want to see. And who's champion? And who's champion? Yeah. Ah, dude, I can't even say right now. I just, I just gotta wait and see. All right. I really bucks, but who knows? Okay. What do you think, Brett? I don't know. I mean, I think Lakers Bucks is the most common and maybe the easiest pick, which it would be. And like, you know, again, I'd like to see that too. Um, if that were to happen. I think it would go to seven games, mm-hmm. and I think whoever finishes the season with the best record, whoever has home court advantage is going to win, so we'll okay. see who wins. Yeah, I'm going to say, I like the Bucks pick, although I, I think someone could dethrone the Bucks in the East, but I don't know who, because Philly, I, I like don't know about Philly, too. but um, yeah. I'm going to yeah. say it doesn't matter who represents the East, because... The you gotta beat the defending Finals MVP before you know you can just take his place. So Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers get their first championship. Oh my gosh! And Kawhi, Kawhi takes back to back Finals MVP. Hey, if that happens, man, that that'll be quite impressive. It would be. Yes, it will be. I would just yeah. want to see Clippers Lakers uh, Western Conference Finals. That's all I want in life right now. Well, they gotta finish it to the seeds right. I just want, I don't give a shit about anything else. I just want, like, in June to start with the playoffs and just finish it out. Yeah. I think that's right now. I hear hear them talking about doing it at Disney in Orlando. Hey, I don't give a shit where. Just put it on TV so I can watch it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just just the numbers that they'd have, man. Yeah. 
Baseball's coming back. Baseball's coming back in, I think, May or June. Uh, Let's get NBA back, too. We got this. I think baseball, though, is going to... They're doing it by the centralized division. They are the three different... The Cubs and the Sox are going to be in the same division. Ooh, that's going to be sick. And I think all the teams get to play at their stadium. Dude, I hope so. So, Let's get... But they just got to stay. The only weird thing is, is it's like Minnesota... Kansas City, Detroit, Chicago, Chicago, Cleveland, and then somehow Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta, ATL. I mean, if they're trying to figure out how to do this, I know they're already kind of farming some antibodies from, like, the plasma. I mean, get the, get the players that, you know, some people might get mad because, you know, all these guys aren't essential or whatever, but, hey, we need to watch sports. Hey, they're essential yes. to me. Yes, me too. They're essential to my sanity. Exactly. I think it's gonna be such a thing, man. All right. Well, it's safe for everybody. Yeah. For everybody around me, if it comes back soon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, good episode as always. Great stuff. Pistons, Lakers, a lot of other stuff. Thanks for coming on, guys. You guys killed it as always. Aaron, good to have you back. Thanks, man. Good to be back. Good All stuff. Right, All right, guys. Yep. Next time. Hey. Thanks for the support. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment. Have a great week, guys. Peace.